try to live in your moment instead of looking further ahead to, you know, things you haven't even faced yet. Yeah, yeah I know. And it's a challenge, I think, for us to accept or just to say, like, okay, I am, I'm on a path that God is, is leading me. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to The Mustard Seed. I'm Andrew. And I'm Brian. Join us on our journey. It's Wednesday morning. You know what that means. Let's jump into it. That was a very, like, uh, announcer-type introduction. Yeah. I like that. You were about to say, hey, let's get ready let's to Let's get rumble. ready to rumble. It's Wednesday morning. <laughs> Hopefully that wakes some of you up if you're listening in the morning. On your morning drive. Yes, <laughs> you're joining us on our journey yes. as we get going. So, we had a we had a full week this week. Yeah. Well, I hope uh, everyone enjoyed the fourth uh, yes. for those Americans uh, who are watching. <laughs> yes, because we are now global. Yes, we've, we've we are global. Created to reach out into <laughs> all our different parts of the world. But uh, yeah, we just celebrated fourth. We celebrated a birthday. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday! I'm the old man. Do you? Maybe this is a little bit of a deep question, but. Do you ever look back, because I do this to myself, and think about where I'm at, and to say, like, wow, like, okay, I'm going to be 28 this year. Like, I never, th- like, to think about where you are at in your life right now, and do you think it's somewhere that you've hoped to be, or you're happy with where you're at in life? Like, that's a deep question, right? But I try to reflect on where I'm at where I'm going kind of often. And I obviously am not playing Major League Baseball, so I'm not where I thought I was going to be. <laughs> but I do feel like, wow, like, I feel like I'm at a point in my life where I'm happy and just so excited about like kind of the opportunities that we're creating. So now that you've celebrated a birthday, like do you do any reflecting as you're as you're, you're just kind of like, hey, it's another birthday? Uh, I think at this point, just another birthday. Just another I probably birthday. did my Fair reflecting enough. before I turned 30. There you go. So now That's- being 32, uh, old man, gray hair. <laughs> two, you try not to reflect kids. as much. <laughs> I, I'm happy where I am. So of course. Like, couldn't. Couldn't ask for anything else. Mm-hmm. I do think thirty is a key point. Like, like I have I have goals in my mind of like, okay, when I'm thirty, I, I hope to kind of be moving in this direction. I think the great thing is that that it's important to like not hone in on one thing because if it doesn't happen, to get disappointed in it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the beauty of like our faith and how God kind of brings us along on our journeys. Like, it's never going to be what we think it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, it's whatever. It's it's God's plan. It's God's God plans time. for us. Yeah, and uh, that's uh, that. Tones into what we were talking about last week about like, uh, don't like jump ahead, mm-hmm. you know, don't, um, yeah, kind of like try to live in your yeah. moment instead of looking further ahead to, you know, things you haven't even faced yet. Yep. Yeah, I know. And it's a challenge, I think, for us to accept or just to say, like, okay, I am, I'm on a path that God is, is leading me. And I think ultimately, if we can kind of hone in on that, I think that can help us kind of go along. And be successful and have things like that we're excited about or we're happy about because we're following God's will, not our will. Yep. That was actually uh, a song of mine this week. Oh, yeah. Like, give a little This Week the Trend. Um, ben Rector. Uh, shout out Ben Rector. Uh, James has gotten me into Ben Rector. I didn't really listen to him too much until James and Teresa got me uh, interested in him. But uh, he has a song that has been a song for... It's been in my rotation for a couple of years now, but it kind of like popped up again because of just 
my journey, like talking about work and kind of goals and where I'm headed with different things and opportunities that have shown up. But um, this one song by Ben Rector called Sailboat. And it just has created an image for me that I really enjoy and sometimes kind of go back to. And I've gone back to a lot this week. But the idea of like, of being a sailboat, of life's like a sailboat, and God is pushing, God is the wind, kind of pushing me in the directions that he wants to go. And to think about that and say like, okay, like surrender my will and just allow God to move me in the directions that he wants to move me. And I think that that is something that I went back to this week and I'm trying to continue to stay in it because it's like I have opportunities and things that are starting to present themselves to me. And I'm constantly trying to come back to my prayers and say, okay, like, where do you want me to go? You know, and that's a challenge for us. But that song reminds me of that, of just saying, like, surrender your will. I haven't heard the song, but um, you describing it makes me think of, like, how it makes total sense how easy it was for God just to calm the storm that time because he's the one blowing <laughs> blowing the wind. where he wants it to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Controls of all the world, the seas, the wind, yeah. all of it. Yeah, and that's a, I think it's a reminder of kind of, like, giving up your will and allowing God to just, you know, what is your will for me, not what is my will for me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a song that, that hit me a little bit. I don't know. What do you got? you have any? Um, Go so back in the notes. Wise, I got uh, So I Will by uh, Hillside. Hillside Worship. Yep. Right? Hillsong. Hillsong. <laughs> there we go, Hillsong. <laughs> that's, that's a very good song, though. Yes. I uh, listened to it when you sent it to me. Yeah. It was good. Uh, it was a nice, like... Uh, that was a typical praise type mm-hmm. of song, right? Like hearing like... Yeah, sometimes you need those type where you just like all the feels and you just raise your hands up, you know? I always used to felt... Like that was a little funny to me when I was younger, like seeing that reaction. People can kind of like lift their hands and like... I never... Uh, yeah, they're just allowing themselves to be in the music, be in God's presence, just like how a prayer could hit you different. Sometimes that song could really like, you know, touch every nerve in you and make you feel... You know, good. Yeah, giving it up. You know, I was laughing like you just said Hillsong. Mm-hmm. And uh, how many times, actually it was a few episodes, when we talked about Cornell, I realized I said Andy Dwyer instead of Andy Menard. And I was like... Andy Dwyer. Andy oh, Dwyer is uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah, see, it went over my head. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was laughing. I was thinking about, um, I parted, was it part of my... No, pardon the interruption, Mm. where they would always have Tony Reale come on at the end of the show and talk about all the mistakes that they made. (laughs) I think we need that. (laughs) How many times we butcher um, words or say I said Elijah for the song, and it's um, his follower. uh, Elisha. Elijah and Elisha. Elijah. The J-A and S-H. Right, there's know. the difference. I'm there. sure Jess will tell me after this comes out. That's what we need. We need someone at the end to be able <laughs> just to tell us. Just where we Jess were at. at the end, just correcting us. <laughs> here, here are all your mistakes. <laughs> yeah. But, so, yeah. It was um interesting uh, birthday, too, just like because you kind of just step back and it's more about like when you have the kids. Uh, I know we do kids talk a lot, but um, just like seeing them happy. To blow out your birthday candles and see what'd you get, and then they see it's closed and they're like, "Oh my gosh, yeah, like, why couldn't not... you get a truck?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're right about that. You know, it's just like a different part of life, like how you were like looking forward to something, and now it's just like you look forward to sharing it more with your family, with your children. That's a great thing. Yeah, to have it 
the excitement through through yeah. your children's eyes. Because um, yeah. remember a couple of years ago, well, Logan's always like a, a hype man, but a couple of years, like uh, I guess it was last year. He did it this year too. After we blew out the candles, uh, that high five yes. after he's like, yes, <laughs> that was so funny. He did that yesterday to Elliot <laughs> when uh, we were in the pool, and I lifted him up to put the ball in the basket. <laughs> And Logan came right over, and he's like, high five. <laughs> Didn't end. Elliot's just like, what? I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, it's cool to have that uh, it's that turning point in life when you start to put others in front of you, right? That's what yeah. being a father and having kids is. That's really the ultimate put someone in front of you situation. So mm. I actually had something. Um, so Ryan, shout out our young hero, Ryan B, texted me this past week about the mustard seed. He came across something that he was listening to, I guess it was a podcast he was listening to because he like screen recorded it and sent it to me. And it was um, a person talking about the parable of the mustard seed mm -hmm. and explaining it a little further. And he was like, oh, I had to share this with you. So it was really interesting. So um, the mustard seed that were, right, we have the mustard seed tree over here. And we talked about um, the mustard seed is the smallest of seeds. And it grows into the greatest of shrubs, mm -hmm. right? And all the tree, all the birds make nests yep. in the branches. Um, yep, yep. So a cool image, right? Like that stood out to me. It stood out to us as we wanted to say, let's build this and call it the mustard seed because we liked the idea that branching it, out, growing out. Exactly. So you're talking about something that is so small, like what we're doing. Like we're so we can feel so insignificant. Like who are we to, you know? But we feel strongly about something, and we want to build and we hope that our little faith right now can grow into a large tree and then we thought about the birds coming in and we want to create a community we want people to be able to join us on this journey and mm -hmm. create something really beautiful so this person was talking about that parable and i appreciate a lot of trying to figure out you know when jesus spoke these words what was the context of that time right and he spoke a lot um, parables and a lot of it had to do with farming like we've talked mm -hmm. about that in the last episode so someone who was a contemporary of jesus's time actually created a, a little breakdown of um plants and everything and spoke about what mustard seed plants are mustard seed plants are weeds They're, they grow as weeds and they take over basically your whole field and they just weed they're weeds and they grow and grow and grow so then they also have medicinal um, effects. So to put that into kind of like the idea of what Jesus was talking about here, he's like, okay, the, the kingdom of heaven is like the mustard seed. Like what I am giving you is, is life-giving, is healing, mm -hmm. is medicinal, right? It, it's therapeutic, but it also spreads like wildfire, right? And it will take over, you know, the field that you're growing in. And that was an interesting thought because we created this mustard seed logo of like this big tree meanwhile the mustard seed tree is, is is weeds but to think of the idea of like jesus's words eventually over time whether it's two thousand years four thousand years should spread across the whole world and take over all of it and that's what a mustard seed plant does it grows mm -hmm. and it spreads so quickly so that was interesting i was like wow that created a whole new perspective on just the idea of what the mustard seed parable was yeah it was really cool like I, I've said before, uh, Jesus is the mustard seed that spread throughout the world. Yeah, so. exactly. Exactly. And that was like the image that I think we miss right away. But like, that's cool. Yeah. You shouted that out. Exactly. And to hear them go a little bit more into detail with that. And then the second part of it, 
not to just ramble here, but the birds, I didn't think about that either. Like birds to me, I was like, wow, that's so cool. Like cute little birds coming in, making nests. Like we're going to build a community. Like if you're a farmer, you don't want birds in your, in your field. Cause they're going to pick up the, the pro like whatever you're growing, they could pick up the seeds and take it with them on their way. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like, think of it in the other aspect of like, there are going to be people that are going to kind of mess up what you're trying to do, what you're trying to grow. Um, the, just the common things that we deal with in our everyday life. That's kind of always chipping away at our faith and making little, you know, jabs at what we're trying to do or what we're rooted in. Yeah. But to kind of let yourself. It's funny. Now the birds are bad guys. Now the birds are bad guys. Right? <laughs> I was like, wow, like what an interesting image. And it was cool to hear that. Um, so shout out Ryan B for, you know, sending that over. But uh, I thought that was neat. I wanted to talk about that today. Our lawyer. Yeah, that's our lawyer. Our, lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> our young hero. He he's uh, always listening and taking uh, he's taking some notes too. He's been helping us out. So um, yeah, it was just interesting because like everything that we talk about when it comes to parables or even just the stories, like there are so many layers to it. You know, you could spend so much time trying mm-hmm. to find out really the meanings of it all. So and uh, I think the perfect segue to get into our story of the day because there's a lot about uh, Solomon and his wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I was talking to uh, Josh before, I misunderstood um, one of uh, the one of the ways he was um, leading uh, with how there's a story about two women who lived together and they had babies at the same time. And one of the mothers rolled over on her child yeah. <laughs> and the child died. And without hesitation she took that child and went and swapped it out for the living child so the mom woke up and was like paranoid like oh my gosh my baby stopped breathing and it's such an evil thing to do and uh so she does that and she knew right away like it took her like maybe a couple seconds to figure out this isn't my kid and um they brought it to solomon uh am i saying it right solomon 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 (laughs) Yeah, that's Tony what we Real, do here. We old. butcher names. <laughs> hey, so, I'm preaching here. <laughs> I'm preaching here. But um, Solomon, Solomon, <laughs> Solomon, yeah, Solomon nailed it. Was like he listened to both sides and he said, "Okay, you know what? Cut the baby in half, and you both get half." Like I thought he was like when I first read it, I kind of was thinking like, "Oh, this guy just doesn't care." He's like, "You know what? Just cut the baby in half. Get off my doorstep. Yeah, divide it. But just be done." He was smart because he realized the one who because the woman who rolled over on her own kid uh was like yeah do it so this way no there's no kids you know if i lose mine you lose yours exactly and the other one's like no i don't want that yep take so like right away he knew whose Who's, baby is was exactly. and uh that was it's just like genius but I, I took it as the first time i read it it took me a couple times to read it to like realize like mm-hmm. wow like, that's Solomon's yeah. wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's an interesting story. And it right away, it showed his wisdom. Um, so that was kind of what we, we wanted to talk about today was Solomon's wisdom. Mm-hmm. And that's that first example of his wisdom yeah. being in, in full display. Um, so, yeah, you want to set the context for where we got with Solomon. I mean, that really sets the context. So basically, Solomon was um, David's son. Mm-hmm. So David, we've talked about David and Goliath. David... Yep. Um, such an important king in, in the whole story 
um, through the Old Testament. Oh, can I interrupt you? Real yeah, go fast? for it. I got a cute uh, Logan story. All right, here we go. All right, so <laughs> buckle up. Um, I forget the name of it, but he's been watching this all these like religious uh, like cartoons. Nice. And one of them was David and Goliath, and so he, he watched it a couple times. And we're cleaning out my wife's. Uh, we're cleaning out Jess's car. And she had uh, shamrock beads from St. Patrick's Day. We go to throw it out. Logan goes, no, that's mine. I need it to beat the giant. We're like, what? We didn't understand what he was talking about. And he wanted them to be a slingshot so he can take down Goliath. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. He's starting to put those. uh, That's like a fun thing for him now. And it's a a, a Bible story. That's great. (laughs) That was something I appreciated a lot of when we grew up. My mom always did a good job of putting those things in front yeah. of us. And there's a lot of cool things. We put that on now for Elliot. Uh, Formed has, like, kids' sections. He probably has no idea what it yeah, is. Yeah. But it's like, hey, let's start it now and let it Take kind of it sink in. in and a little then this bit. is your cartoon. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but I, sorry to interrupt. I just thought I just it popped into my head. And I just remember thinking how cute that was. Like, he took it in so much that he had to have a slingshot to take down the... Uh, I guess I was Goliath. <laughs> yeah, you're taking you to the giant. Yeah, but that is fun, like, for them to create that as, like, their way of playing and hanging out. Like, and David and Goliath is such a well-known story. I think we talked about it on yeah, that yeah, episode yeah. of just, yeah, how, how it's in every conversation, yeah, you know, yeah. regardless of if you understand its roots and, and whatnot there. So, yeah, that's cool. I'm glad you shared that. So, these, so this is Solomon's David's son. Mm-hmm. So David's son and... um Actually, his mother is Bathsheba, and that's an interesting story because that's one of the downfalls of David when he um, covets his neighbor's wife, really. Mm-hmm. and Sent them to the front lines. So that's a neat piece of it, and it really it's just a little touch point because we're going to talk about Solomon and his wisdom. But the fact that here is Solomon, who is a very important king in the whole line of the Old Testament, and he came from a really bad situation. Right, mm-hmm. like David and Bathsheba was a tough situation. So again, like God creates good out of evil, and He'll always have His 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 hand when He touches things is going to create good. So, um, but to talk about Solomon a bit now, he became a king at a young age, mm-hmm. and God came to him in a dream. Yeah, and basically, God. yeah, he's like you can have anything you want. Yeah, and uh, he set riches. Uh, land anything you want and he said he wanted wisdom yeah god uh, appreciated that so much he loved it he's like he gave him everything (laughs) of course not just the wisdom he gave him the wisdom but then he gave him everything which was an interesting piece to reflect on to think of so solomon is asking for wisdom because he acknowledged the fact that he was young and he's like i'm governing such a large number of people these are your people god and i'm in charge of you know creating the rules and being Mm. their leader. And he acknowledged that and understood, Lord, can you give me the wisdom to be able to discern what right from wrong so that I can lead these people in the right way? Think about this. Like, he was young and so smart himself to ask for more wisdom just so he could lead God's people. Correct. And that's why God appreciated it so much and gave him everything. Well, that was a cool thought of that. It's like Solomon put the other first and and Jesus rewarded God rewarded him in that. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like sometimes it's the easy way is to ask for something that will help us like selfishly. Yeah, yeah. But for him to say I'm going to ask for wisdom 
and God says, okay, like, yeah, that's a great thing. And I'm also going to, to give you some riches as well with that. But I like how there was an if in that as well. So God says, with that, he said, okay, I'll give you what you hadn't asked for as well, riches and honor. Mm-hmm. But he said, if you walk in my ways and keep my commandments. So that was kind of an interesting point of it. It's like, it's not just here, wealth is and riches. Probably he's looking back at David <laughs> <He's> <laughs> and like, what he did. Uh, I saw what your dad did. <laughs> a little warning. Yeah. yeah. But that's important for us to be able to acknowledge that. It's like, as long as I'm walking in, you know, God's commandments and what his statutes are and all the things that he is asking us, like we will be rewarded with wealth mm-hmm. and riches. Um, so that can kind of go hand in hand. I think about that a little bit more lately. Um, kind of like the uh, the Beatitudes and different parts in, in you know, Jesus' teachings in the gospel always talks about like your reward will be great in heaven. Mm-hmm. And to kind of see that more these days, to think of it as like create or pick up your cross, like have some daily sacrifices or put others first. And if you do it in the right reasons, like, you know, you'll be rewarded in heaven where that's the kind of a little bit of a situation here where God is saying, here's something I will give you those wealth and those riches. If you put the other first, if you put my laws first, I will reward you greatly one day. Think about this too, like something to think on how many people in this day and age are just ignoring and maybe how maybe God's talking to people, but there's so much corruption and all that that they're not listening. Mm-hmm. That's like uh, when we talked about social media last mm. week or what are our distractions yeah. that are drowning out God, God's, God's voice. Not, yeah, exactly. Drowning out his voice because... He didn't go radio silence. You think he just stopped, yeah. you know? It's it's weird to think about it. It's like, um, and it, say someone came forward and said that, now, oh, you're, you're a little crazy or something, you know? <laughs> sure. Oh, of course. And I think that where we talk about uh, stepping away for a little bit, like removing yourself from the noise to have a chance to be able to hear what God might be calling you, you know, today. Yeah. Um, it's a hard thing to do in today's world because we're constantly given distracted. Yeah, distracted. Constantly distracted. That's one thing. Everyone take ten minutes a day. Ten, it's ten Weasley little minutes. Pray. Maybe God will talk to you, and you'll be the next Solomon to get the wisdom. There you go. That's their goal. Yeah. Let's try and be like Solomon. But it also is a a challenge of not like not fitting God into my life, but turning and and kind of revolving your life around God. Um, that was actually Father Sean had that in his homily this past weekend talking about um, he brought up the idea of minimalism and how minimalism has kind of become like a, a popular thing to do in the way of, um, you know, minimal and not being constantly like overbared or overpowered with a bunch of different things in your life and kind of minimalizing what what you have available to you. But the thing of it and like how we're called to a little bit of minimalism in mm-hmm. our faith and it's the idea of completely relying on God in your life and putting him at the center and making that like your minimalistic thing. If you can just say, I can make these sacrifices because God is what's important to me and that's at the center, you can make those sacrifices. And then the challenge of, you know, I'm not just going to go through my day and make, I'm going to carve out 10 minutes of my time for just for mm-hmm. God, but it's saying like, I'm going to make my day about God and then and then let everything else revolve around it. You know, and that's hard to do with everything going on. I mean, we talk about just being fathers now and how busy our lives get. 
And I appreciate it. I'm like, oh, I made time for prayer this week. But it's like the prayer should be that first and foremost focus of my week. And then everything else can kind of filter around it. And watch what God does when you do that. Mm -hmm. It's and, cool. And um, what I was talking about earlier with the uh, think about how many people read, you know, like we're reading, you're listening to this. And then what, maybe like four hours later, I'm guilty of it. I'm sure a lot of people are. Four hours later, you're like doing something you know you shouldn't do, a sin. We've talked about this many times. Mm. Um, until you allow God to change your mind through principle, you will always stay in the same pattern. And that's one thing like we all have to like try to, you know, do better at. Mm. It's in... You can read the words and you can understand the words, but until they really take root in you and like, you're not going to see a change in your patterns. And that's also like accepting where there needs to be change. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of trying my best to go through that right now where it's almost a constant spring cleaning. <laughs> there you go. You know? There you yeah, go. It's yeah. a constant spring cleaning just to make sure you stay, you don't keep cluttering yourself with like, useless things that you don't need mm -hmm. uh I'm what sure are we store a lot of useless things that we don't need in here like um <laughs> baseball stats and stuff like that <laughs> yeah just right. like uh, it's just a, uh, a silly example yeah, but it's exactly example. it's perfect like it's what are those things that we're investing our time on that you know maybe we can step away from a little bit more to allow mm -hmm. god to take root in who we are if only we could remember um you know something back from the old testament like that like how i can remember like oh back in 1999 mike piano had you know like that <laughs> yeah. like it, the, there's always like uh that random thing that pops into your head that it's like why am i remembering that or like a, a commercial like uh the king holland jingle <laughs> something like that that always pops into your head <laughs> yeah of course well it's there there you go it goes back to like allowing um like how Logan is watching David and Goliath and mm -hmm. acknowledging that that yeah, was a fun to, thing yeah. for him to think of. And I think that that can be a turning point for a lot of us in our faith. I know it was a turning point for me where I, when I graduated, I remember at one point in time talking to Ronnie and my, my parents, I was like, I'm going to read more and mm -hmm. I want to start to become more intellectual and more just smarter. And by doing so, I want to read so that I can start to surround myself or intake different things mm -hmm. that might make me sound a little bit more intellectual and then realizing like you there is so much in our catholic faith that can be exciting to dive into and can be a fun thing to, to fill your time with and that was a little bit of a turning point where i was like these stories that are in the scriptures or these podcasts that are out there that um are really just great listens and how it's rooted in our faith like those can be fun and exciting ways for us to you know, put more of our time in, in our faith. And there's different outlets and different resources that are available to us that really haven't been before. Where I used to think, like, if I wanted to get deeper in my faith, I would just have to pick up a boring Bible and read and hope mm -hmm. for the best. But, like, there are so many cool resources and, like, the way it can become a fun, interactive part of, you know, deepening our faith. So that those random thoughts that you talk about, we yeah. pick out a random stat... Like, we can pick out Solomon's wisdom and be able to acknowledge, hey, maybe I need to know what is right and wrong in this moment in time also. Um, so there are, yeah, there are different ways that we can make that more in part of our lives, for sure. 
So the last piece that I saw with this Solomon's wisdom, I thought this was an important piece and this a piece that I think can be very relatable to all of just us. I know it can be so relatable to me where Solomon's asking for the wisdom to basically understand what is right and what is mm -hmm. wrong. And you would think if someone was given God's wisdom, he would not do any wrong. But Solomon had a downfall too, just like David had a downfall and just like we're all human and we have different downfalls and mistakes. So you're saying, wow, like someone who understands right and wrong, how can you be, how can you make the wrong choice? But I think that's the piece that is important for us to acknowledge in this story. It's like, we all have this ability to be able to discern or to understand what is right and wrong, but it's the challenge for us to act on what is right. Because even though we know what is wrong, like you mm -hmm. said before, like we know it's wrong, but we still act on until, it. Until you, exactly, until the patterns change. Like yeah. If you're stuck in the same pattern, you're going to keep doing. Of course. And that's, unfortunately, until Jesus came, everyone in the whole Bible, everyone was stuck in the same pattern. Like, they do good, 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 and then something knocks them down 15 pegs. Of course. You're, like, looking at them different. And it's not until Jesus comes that creates that ultimate healing and the mm. ultimate connection as far as, you know, an example of how we are supposed to live. But yeah. yeah, to be able to act on what is right will always be a challenge, especially today's world, because what is wrong has been put and perceived in a way that is good. I think we can really acknowledge that right now in, in just the whole Roe v. Wade discussion and right now how that is overturned with abortion. And this is a very deep topic and something that is important for us as Catholics in our faith to understand that abortion is wrong and there are there are always solutions, right? But right now what we're hearing from another conversation is the idea that something that can be very, that is evil, that is rooted in evil, can be perceived and, you know, kind of communicated to you in a way that this is good, this is okay. You know, so, I mean, that's a deep example, but I think that that can go on to so many levels for us just in our in our life of just saying, okay, what is right and what is wrong? And the challenge to be able to push away what is wrong and, and to really take on what is right. Um, it's getting harder and harder, but I hope that that's something that we can continue to kind of talk about mm -hmm. and have those conversations because this is our journey, you know? So we're all going to make mistakes just like Solomon had an eventual downfall. Like we're human. Life is precious and uh, it's time everyone starts to realize that again. Everyone takes it for granted and uh, it's just... It is a beautiful yeah. thing. I thought about that where Ronnie and I were talking about that the other night. Like the idea that I think it, it roots back to just kind of what has been normalized and what has kind of been, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, we've said it in previous episodes, it's normalized. Like it's just kind of been like, okay, this is a part of life. Like um, you can make your own decisions and not have to really worry about the consequences. But life is precious. Like the act of sex is, is literally forming and creating a life, like a human life. So that should be created and reserved for marriage. Like you're creating a human life. I think that is just so powerful and it's hard to sometimes grasp that because it might seem so far off. But here we are as fathers now and we, we've, we have a human life that is ours that God has graced us with and blessed us with. So I think it hits a little differently. But it's all up to us to really work through that and to kind of find that moment where we can kind of have a little turning point. So maybe take that to prayer this week because I know yeah. I've been trying to take that to prayer a little bit more and to really discern and to understand like and, the and sanctity of life. Even 
just to go, even if you aren't married and you do, you know, have that child coming, there's no reason to, there's a thousand different outlets you can figure out. I don't know. Of course. And I think that's important um, for us to show those resources. It kind of ties us right back into this whole David and Bathsheba. And here is Solomon. You know, something that might have been tough, a bad situation, God will always create good out of that. And let's try and remind ourselves of that, you know, as we travel through our journey and our faith and, and let God bring the good out of a lot of what we are kind of facing and seeing throughout our weeks. Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting. Um, yeah. So Solomon really got us talking about a lot. That was Solomon's yeah. wisdom was just rolling <laughs> off of everything. Every time you say um, a Sheba. Bathsheba. Uh, Bathsheba, I'm thinking of... Uh, um, the Lion King, <laughs> like a name from The Lion King, you know. <laughs> you and all those, li yeah, that's a, is there a Bathsheba in The Lion King? I think of, when I think of Bathsheba, I think of the VeggieTales episode when uh, Larry had all of his ducks, and he saw Junior bathing on the roof with his duck, and he said, I want that rubber duck, and he sent him out to battle the Great Pie War. <laughs> VeggieTales, I love that. Put that on for Logan, that'd be a... I, I started putting that on for Elliot, and I realized he has no idea what's going on. <laughs> He's a little too young for that. <laughs> but, yeah, so this is a good episode. I, it's neat to create a story like this, like to think about just, oh, Solomon's wisdom. Yeah. But the different layers that you can kind of dive into and continue to talk about and converse on. So, cool. Got any uh, any shout-outs this week? I know we kind of made a couple shout-outs throughout this, this um, episode. Get back to us. Uh, leave it in the comments. We did not hear from anyone about what hurts more, the, uh, the Lego, Lego or the, the, <laughs> the. We talked about that at the party this past weekend. Yeah, I Legos are sharp, man. I'm gonna stand on that for a long. Cars time. are metal. I have. You know, I was thinking about that too. You're like, oh, that's hard plastic. I was like, cars. The cars are metal. We were playing with cars yesterday. <laughs> I was playing with Logan, and I was looking at some of them a little differently. Like, I was like, I don't want to step, step on, on that, that one. <laughs> <laughs> that was in my head. Um. Cool. Yeah, we appreciate you guys. Uh, please subscribe, share the video, comment. Um, every little bit helps, and uh, we appreciate you guys. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Should we put a little plugs? What do we have? Uh, there's Patreon. Um, we're on Instagram. Ask Mustard Seed five two one. Spotify. Follow us on Spotify. Uh, the link will be on the Facebook, be on the Instagram. Easy way to find us. Uh, even on the YouTube channel, it will be in the link below. Yes. Um, believe uh, Josh and Claire will be coming back singing soon. So yeah, all good stuff. A lot more to come. A lot more to come. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Appreciate you guys. Yeah. Peace.